set sail. Looks for Ezra Mann. What a try by the Broncos. to the Brisbane Broncos podcast, producer Shad. G'day, Sam. How are you going, mate? Well, it's always good to have a win, isn't it? It is, it is. Uh, let's just say it was a scrappy win. We got there in the end. Three tries to Selwyn Cobbo on the wing. How Who, good? We know. We've seen the messages. We understand. When is Cobbo going to be on no the No more DMs, please. And look, we've spoken the powers of B, and the word is possibly next week. Yeah, but so, don't hold your breath. Don't just hold in your breath. Case. But it is a bit alarming because as we're recording, he was out there doing a nice little model shoot with the oh, yes. Deadly Choices jersey. Yes, he was we filming noticed. outside, wasn't he? Could have just popped in, but that's fine. Uh, a couple of good guests on today. Uh, NRLW season starts this week with the uh, Broncos NRLW team taking on Newcastle Knights. So we thought we'd get the captain on, but just fast forwarding really quickly. Mm-hmm. Next week. Yes, this is exciting stuff for the uh, NRLW, especially our Broncos side. Uh, first standalone game at Suncorp Stadium. It is a Saturday. It is a one o'clock game. How good. No excuse to miss it at Suncorp. And the prices make it even more enticing. Yeah, so uh, tickets are on sale. Go to Ticketek uh, to get your tickets. Uh, for our members, uh, $10 for adults, $5 for kids, uh, and $20 for a family. So two adults, two kids. How good is that? Uh, for general public $15 for adults $10 for kids $25 for uh, for families uh, so uh, get your tickets at Ticketek and this is a first this so is a first this is like an important one to really fill out I think at Suncorp Stadium not only because it is the first obviously for our Broncos but what a great support for the for the women's side of the game which are playing back to back seasons which you do allude to in your chat with Ali on the show today. I do, I do. Two and seasons that, in one year. We wanted to get people uh, on board this week mm-hmm. for next week's game. We'll remind you again next week, but make sure you get out there and support our NRW team. They're pretty damn good. Yeah, so let's get into your chat um, with Ali because we cover a, a few bases here. Um, not only her career and what she's looking forward to, the season as a whole, but also a bit of chatter about the players that have left Ooh. and a strong message for two names that have gone to the team that we're playing this weekend at the Knights. So, Ali Brigginshaw, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you. Exciting first time. Yes, is it? Wow, okay. Well, <laughs> I won't tell you what happened to the last three people we interviewed on this podcast. Do you know what happened to them? They never came back. They never <laughs> came back. Yeah, they, I'll make a comeback. That's so true. Um, so we apologise to all our NRLW fans out there. Um, we finally got some of the girls on and after our interview, they left our club. So that's the impression yeah. I leave on people. All right, that won't happen again. So no are you going to leave after this? No, are no Are you way. retiring after this Never season? leaving, never retiring. Never retiring, <laughs> there we go. You've nah. heard it here first. 40. 40? Nah, no. <laughs> well, in saying that, I think um, uh, Cliffy Lyons is still playing rugby league at the moment. He, he go. goes around every time there's a, a New South Wales Courier knockout uh, competition. I swear he still plays. Aren't you still playing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not 40 yet, though. Yeah, I know. There's I know. a couple of little white hairs that are sneaking into the beard. Um, very uh, sad end to the 21-22 uh, season. Uh, not the way uh, our, our girls wanted to finish. Does it get you more fired up for this, this upcoming season? Yeah, definitely. Um, after that loss, I think it's... It was a real eye-opener to it's actually harder to stay at the top, I think. Um, and, you know, 
we were winning, but we weren't, I guess, enjoying it. And the love kind of, you know, we loved the jersey, but we just were scoring tries and the celebrations weren't there. And um, after that loss, we said, we'll never, ever feel that again. We don't want to ever feel the loss and the pain of that. And it's about celebrating the success, whether you win by two or you win by 20, it's the same. So um, just bringing that back to the girls that we should celebrate every success that we get. Because it's about fun, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think we just lost We lost a bit of that. Um, it's kind of just going through the motions. We're still winning games, but we weren't playing to the to what we thought we could do and perform. So um, that probably took a bit of the love out of it. But um, this season's been very refreshing. Now you've been there from day dot. Um, you've seen the team change so much. And as the competition expands, we lose more and more players. How's the squad looking for uh, this upcoming season? Yeah, the squad's looking really good. I guess um, with yearly contracts, you're going to lose um, girls regularly all the time. So um, it hurts. Uh, I guess you have to rebuild every year, which is, is quite hard, um, especially you've got some girls that have been there for a while, but you've always got to um, show the new girls the standard and the way we work. But um, So hopefully we... We get to longer seasons and longer contracts to secure some of these girls. We we seem to bring them bring them up and then they seem to leave um, just due to I guess offers and and contracts elsewhere and opportunities elsewhere to play starting positions and and things like that. So we do get it, but you know it would be good to move to longer contracts to keep to keep girls. I guess I don't want to label you or tag you, but you're, you're the mother of the group. It's like seeing your kids come through and then you've got to let them go. Is that what it feels like? Well, you come through and then like, um, after, um, the last couple of years, you know, they might've played three games of rugby league that they, they become successful. They won a premiership and then they, when then they leave. So it's, it's kind of hard to see all these people. You become good mates with them and then, um, they go and play for another club. But, I guess that's a way of the women's game at the moment and it it's given new opportunities to girls to join our club this year. It's it's very exciting. I think we've got 10 new girls and they've just brought a new energy to the group. Yeah, that that definitely helps. Um this will end up being one of your biggest seasons if you if you think about it. You have the the 21-22 season at the start of the year. Uh your BHP uh cup is that correct? Yeah. Uh, you had your state of origin uh, in the middle of that and now you go into another season and then a World Cup at the end of the year. Yeah. How's the body feeling? <laughs> it actually feels great. I was saying to um, our strength and conditioning coach, like I've probably never felt better. And he said, um, you've never looked better. How's the body? Like bumps and bruises, all good. What's he saying? You were terrible <clears throat> before that. No, he just said I'm getting better with age. My body um, is getting better with the conditioning. But... Um, I guess this is what we've always wanted to play footy all year round. So I actually feel like it's proving a point that we can do it and to increase the games for NRLW because we can handle it. There's a lot of nicknames within the, the ranks of the uh, the NRL team. I've got a new nickname for you in the NRLW team. It's it's Grange. You're getting better with age. You like yeah, that? Yeah. I the like red that. wine. Yeah. <laughs> um, i that. Who out of this – you said two um, just before, uh, 10 new uh, women that have come into this team. Who excites you the most about it? Oh, there's so many. Um, I've got a couple of girls that have been in the game before that I'm very excited to play with, and that's Netta Nuasala and Jamie Chapman. 
Yeah. Um, they just really, whenever I've played against them, they've excited me and I feel like how lucky that I get to play alongside them now. Um, Jamie but, Chapman, another New South <clears throat> Welshman. Yeah. yeah. Yes. She is, I don't want to say a freak because that could become offensive, she's, but no, she is pretty good. naturally just yeah. very talented. She's six foot can just pretty much do anything. So. She's fast, she's strong, she plays back row, she plays centre. Um, you could put her in the front if you pretty wanted to. Pretty much put her anywhere yeah. and she will... She might struggle at dummy job. half, being six foot, yeah. bending down, Actually, passing the ball all true. the time. She, she tries to come in there for a scoot every now and then. No, stay I get, it, get off the ball. <laughs> um, so she excites me. Um, then Nita Maynard, she's brought some very handy skills around the ruck. Um, yeah, so that's different to play with someone... Um, who's so crafty around the ruck. But someone new to the game that, well, there's two girls, Sophie Holliman and Jasmine Fogavini, that no one knows, yeah. but they will be stars. Well, they know now because you yeah, just mentioned them. Yeah, they know. Them. I've just mentioned them. Yeah. And if you and don't. And they listen to the podcast too. They love it. You will notice these two girls. Yeah. How do you motivate yourself? Um, I just love it. I feel like that's the motivation. I, yeah. I get to come. I get to come here, the place I love, but I get to train hard. I get to keep fit and healthy and I get to play rugby league. You so. kind of squashed it before. Um, you said you're not going to retire at the end of the season. I don't think I'm ready yet. Okay, that's good. Um, but I definitely want to win a premiership and I definitely want to go to a world, the next World Cup. So those two things are definitely on the cards and what I want to do. Um, very excited to try and make the World Cup side since we haven't played for Australia for a while. But my next, my goal is the next World Cup, Paris. I think it's Paris. Oh, you just want to go to Paris. Oh, I've been to Paris, <laughs> but I think it'd be pretty cool to go to the next World Cup. It'd be 35, 36. Oh, that's still young. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we've, we've spoken about the nice things to do with the team. All right, you've said some lovely things about some of the girls that are playing. However, there are two big things happening this year. That we have to talk about. One's this weekend, which we'll get into shortly, but the other is those guys up north have got a team now. Ooh. The biggest rivalry the Broncos have. I mean, the lads seem to can only get it done by one point half the time. Yes. Is that already marked down for the calendar for this season of this uh, Cowboys-Broncos game? Um, I'm more worried about what players they're going to try and steal. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I'm most scared of is how many players are we going to lose again? Um, going to 10 teams next year, I think it's... Um, is that the sentiment here? Because we we've said this on the pod before that it feels like, especially when it got to the back end of last season and the news started to come of who was going where, that you know the Broncos are the nursery for the entire NRLW. Is that the feeling yes. in-house as well? <laughs> Yes, it definitely <laughs> is the feeling. Um, but then we have a lot of people that want to be here. so That helps. We have people that leave, but we also have a lot of people ringing to come. Yeah. So even though we didn't get the premiership um, in 21, I think a lot of people still were ring Well, they were picking up the phone and wanting to come here. So um, it shows that we still do something, right, even if we're not winning premierships. Yeah, yeah. Um the Ali Brigginshaw Academy, is it, still, is it still happening? Is it still going on? What's happening there? It was kind of something that I picked up when we weren't playing footy Yep. Um, to see if it was something I wanted to do when I retired. So I love it. I don't have time to do it when I'm in season and At when I'm moment, working yeah. full time. But the hope is to work less, play more, and then try and fit in some academies every now and then. So um, it's definitely something I will continue when I finish up. Um, 
could you come under the banner of the Brisbane Broncos then and create a real nursery and a real kind of pathway for some of these young girls into the NRLW system here at the Brisbane Broncos? Well, we have actually started our Girls Academy. So we have, I think they're that 15 to 20. Um, I think we've got about 30 over there. They've trained four or five times now, so they're best in Queensland. We've got some that come in um, from out west and some up past sunny coast that come in and train and yeah yep. the the age group um is so broad i guess but it's finding the best talented girls we didn't want to go too big we wanted to keep it small numbers and just work really hard with them so kelvin's um looking after that and a few of us players are stepping in to help out two of our big names from last year have now headed off apologies they were on the podcast when they made that early before they made that decision. And so they didn't even tell us about it. They knew. I reckon they would have known at that point in time. What, what's, they might have known. What's going to be happening out there this weekend? Is there going to be – what are we What are we, What are we? planning? I actually think <laughs> they'll have more pressure because they've gone to a yeah. team and they're expected to make them win a premiership. So two people. Ah, yeah. So I'm putting it out there that they've got more pressure. Yeah, um, I but, agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon if I went to another team and I was expected <laughs> to win them a premiership, um, I would feel quite nervous. And, and in saying that, that's they're too without even having that other pressure of that's why they've been brought to the club. Off the back of Millie and off the back of some of Tamika's runs, they mm. that's where they should get some points. So. Yeah, so much pressure on them. I love this. If our, if our digital guys listening right now, that's the clip to, to cut up and put up on the uh, Broncos socials. You can tag them in it, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> pressure on Millie and Tamika this weekend. Yeah, well, you always got to flip the script. Yeah, 100%. Um, prep for this week. How has it been now you're actually prepping for a game? Are the girls pumped? Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, quick pre-season, so four weeks, and um, we've trained very well. I've been very happy with, how many players we've had on the field. Being a long season, um, we've been able to train with quite a few numbers on the field, which is which is good. And, and the team selections was quite tough for Kelvin. So um, ready to play some footy now. Did you do a mini um, army camp, a, a day army camp, we obstacle did a, course? <clears throat> yeah, we did an army camp. Um, How was it? It was hilarious. Someone always... It was intense. There yeah. was a couple young ones. They... Enough. They were screaming or groaning going up the hill, but they were making yeah. quite a few noises, um, just trying to get through the pain. It was interesting though. Yeah. With new girls, um, no one was not game enough to give up, but no one gave up. Like that's a great sign. Yeah, we had a couple of girls struggling to breathe, and not once. So I actually had to pull them out myself and said, "Have a five minute break because I'm worried you're going to pass out on me." So. Um, they wanted to push themselves to the limit, but it really built our character. I like it. Well, really looking forward to our first game this week against Newcastle Knights. Um, Ali, I wish you all the best for not just this game, but for the whole season. And I would love to see you holding that trophy up again at the end of the year. No worries. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> Putting down the challenge, mm. Newcastle Knights. I, I do agree with it. The pressure is on. I'd agree. Yeah, yeah I would say Tamika. that as well. Um, it's nice to know as well that a lot of players, you know, pick up the phone and call the Broncos when it comes to – because we do see so many leave. Yes, yes. That, uh, just as many are trying to call. Oh, we get up. them in the Broncos paddock and they've got to yeah. grow off into the wilderness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Got to let uh, them go. And a quick little reminder again, get your tickets for next week, uh, standalone game at Suncorp Stadium, NRLW. Um, cheap. Cheap. So members, $10 an adult, $5 a kid. Um, 
if you're not a member, $15 uh, for an adult, $10 for a kid. Go to Ticket Deck, get your tickets now. We'll remind you next week. We will. We definitely will. Now, um, one thing we do, uh, we have another guest on the podcast. Corey Jensen joins us on the pod yes. uh, for another visit. He's probably our most capped, I think, guest uh, getting up there now. He is. Uh, one of the reasons we have Corey on is that he is at the Broncos by way of the Cowboys. And obviously the big bit of news this past week was the uh, yeah the tragic news around uh, Greeny who has spent some time at plenty of different clubs around the NRL, yep. uh, especially at the Cowboys, helping them bring that maiden premiership. But uh, we thought to get him on, and you guys have a great chat uh, about remembering uh, Paul Green on the Broncos podcast and a bit about the boys and what they've got going on for the rest of the season. So if you do uh, are struggling at the moment, we cannot stress this enough, 131114 is the number for Lifeline. Uh, there is always someone there ready to chat. So here is your chat with Corey Jensen. Welcome back to the Brisbane Broncos podcast, Corey Jensen. Thanks for having me. How you going? Yeah, not too bad, eh? CJ. That's it. Now, uh, mate, you, you beat us here today. We apologise. Uh, producer Shad and I need to make that quick apology because um, you're actually the first player that's beaten us to this makeshift studio that we have here. Yeah. Yeah, the storage, the storage room, as we call it. Look, I'll take the blame. I left my handbrake off my car. So <laughs> yeah, that was an issue. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was rolling down Fulton Road. Lucky you park at the top of the hill, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Uh, but we were, we were ticking all the boxes, protocol first. Um, uh, Producer Shad has got this uh, fear of um, being the guy Do not who, want to, yeah. who, who brings COVID <laughs> into the Broncos <laughs> yes. and wipes out the whole team. <laughs> you would not yeah. want to be that person. That's because sure. just because Producer Shad was born in Tonga doesn't mean he knows how to play <laughs> rugby league. And if it's he and I that get the call up, yeah. It'll be the first and uniquest <laughs> time ever that the Broncos do get knocked out of the, out of the finals <laughs> with three games left. Producer Shad, Sam Thiday, 5'8", halfback. I mean, you've been yeah, playing some 5'8". Yeah. He's been playing 5'8 at Stags, mate. So. Yeah, that's probably why we lost on the weekend. <laughs> Semi-final, 13-12. What a, what a tough game that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mate, uh, before we kind of uh, get into the swing of things, um, massive week last week. Um uh, finding out about uh, the passing of Paul Green. Um, you, were, you were coached by him at the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, mate, how would you react to the to the news? Oh, obviously, I think like most of the public and everyone that sort of knew Paul, probably a bit shocked by the passing. Um, I guess I'll send my condolences now to Amanda and the kids and the family. Um, you're right, I, I was didn't know Greeny. He's the one that sort of signed me up down there in Townsville and gave me my debut. So I had sort of three years under coaching by him. So I guess I have to uh, thank him a lot for obviously what he's done for me too. Um, and yeah, shocked by the loss and um, yeah, just sort of want to put it out there of, um, I guess it's a bit of a time where people can say that um, people are here to talk to and if you need to talk to, then um, I know there's a lot of people out there that want to listen. It's hard in the situation that um, to try and find a positive out of a negative. Mm. Um, especially, you know, when someone just take their life. But if anything, I, I hope that it's um, got more people talking about this, uh, more people checking on their mates. Mm. Um, you know, I think probably here at the Broncos, we're probably one of the better NRL yeah, clubs that yeah. um, has a welfare officer in, in, um, in Walsh, mm. Adam Walsh, who, um, you know, has also come from a background where, you know, uh, in, in that soldier kind yeah, of background yeah. where he's come from, that yeah. you, you kind of check on your mates. So um, 
I even know throughout my own transition in leaving rugby league that there's that support system there. But it, it, it's hard and tragic how it all kind yeah. of ended. But um, I think the best thing that we can do is, is think about some happy memories. Mm. You got any happy memories uh, and things that really come to the forefront of your mind when you think about Greeny? Oh, just his his passion and what he had for the game. Um, like I said, he was the one that gave me my opportunity. So um, obviously I've got to be really grateful for that. He was always one that um, he really pushed you. He wanted to make you better as a person and a footy player. Um, so I guess I got I can take that away from him. And yeah, just the love he had for the, the, the playing group. Like he did everything for the team. He wanted the club to be successful. He wanted every person to be successful. So... Um, yeah, I guess that's probably the legacy he leaves on me is yeah. that he does everything for everyone else first and foremost. Yeah, I had a bit of a unique relationship actually with him. <laughs> so uh, I got to play football with him. Yeah. So towards the end of his career, he came here to the Brisbane Broncos, uh, which was my second year in first grade. And uh, I think I played one first grade game with him and, and played majority of the other games uh, in, in the reserve grade for the Tour McClyde sales. But uh, then pretty much as soon as he retired and... 04, 05, he ended up being a specialty coach. He was kind of helping out the halves and stuff. I was, I was trying to sneak into that group. <laughs> Kept on trying to tell me to get away. Um, but I, I can remember a time, we uh, 2009, I think he was an assistant coach that year. and um, we, we we started off the season pretty well. I think we were, I don't know, we, we won about six games and we were leading into a game against Newcastle Knights down in Newcastle and we ended up losing um, I don't know we ended up losing 28-12 or something like that and uh, and Ivan Henjack was the coach at the time he said we couldn't go out that night so you know we decided just to stay in the hotel and we had a little uh, hotel uh, party in our um, team room a few red wines Alfie Langer always the key to the party (laughs) Alfie was um was Greeny's roommate and oh. just was stitching him up all night, making him skull and, you know, playing the drinking games yeah. and all that that type of stuff. And then we all get on the bus in the morning. We're all a little bit dusty and, you know, probably shouldn't have had a, a bigger night as, yeah. as we had. But um, Alfie's come to the bus and was like, well, where, where's Greeny? Oh, he's still asleep <laughs> in the room. Someone had to go inside, wake him up, get him on the bus. And there was no... And Ivan Hanjax is pacing up and down. We've got to go. You know, he's angry already. <clears throat> we lost the game. He's filthy. Um, you know, and there was no more seats left on the bus. The only seat left was front seat right next to Ivan oh, Hanjax. No. And Greeny, when he has a few drinks, yeah, he goes he red and real red, blotchy. He, does, he yeah. went red and blotchy oh, again, no. sitting on the bus. And it's a fair drive from Newcastle out to the airport. Yeah. And he was feeling it, you know, <laughs> feeling a bit sick in the tummy. And back in those days too... Um, Players used to fill the exit rows and then you kind of mixed around the plane. But the staffies were always alphabetical order. Oh. So you had Ivan Henjack and Paul Green. Oh, next to they each other. They well. sitting next to each yeah. other on the plane. <laughs> and he reckoned, oh, he got back to Brisbane and he was so rattled. He goes, oh, <laughs> no, there's, there's, he was a bird in the cage that had been rattled yeah, big wow. time. So, um, yeah, definitely some some great memories yeah. there of Greeny and uh um, he will be very, very dearly missed, especially by his family, but uh, the rugby league community as well. Definitely. Um, just onto your, your your football at the moment, mate. Um, mate, uh, you're going to get back in the starting team or what? Because I, I think we're a lot better team when you're in oh, the starting team. I wouldn't. I, don't, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. Like I said, I'm happy just being in the 17. That was a goal of mine at the start of the year was to to, to earn the respect of the club and the boys and uh, to get in that 17. And um, 
either way, I'm just happy to play my part. It's a bit different. I've sort of been playing off the, the bench most of my career and then starting. Like, I think it's your mentality is a little bit different from when you're starting or coming off the bench. Um, but I've sort of adjusted both ways. So wherever Kevy wants me to play, I'm happy to play. There's been a little bit of a, a hiccup over the last few weeks. Got back on uh, the winner, in the winner's circle against Newcastle. Um, we are literally, uh, as cliche as it sounds, we are week by week at the moment, mm-hmm. aren't we? And, and focusing on whatever game's in front of us. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think there's a lot of outside talk and whatnot saying that we're finals bound or whatnot, but Kevy's been pretty good in keeping it week to week. And, and we know as long as we keep winning, then we'll play finals. Like, as simple as that. Like, we don't want to look too far ahead of that, but it is definitely, like you say, cliche week to week. And, and this week doesn't come much tougher, I think. Oh, Melbourne's. I think I read somewhere they haven't lost at Suncorp since 2009 or something ridiculous. Ah. I know, so I didn't even realise that until someone brought it up. I was like, oh, wow. And In 2009, too. Um, yeah, what, were you, yeah, what was happening in Oh, no, well, they, no. It might have even been the last game of 2008. Do you remember that one? No, I don't. Uh, I do. I remember <laughs> it very clearly. I, I injured my ankle mm. in that game. And, uh, and then uh, Ashton Sims was my replacement. He came onto the field and uh, replaced me. And uh, he just took a hit up, coming out of trouble, and uh, dropped the ball. I actually do remember that now, game. Yeah. I do. And then GI scores yes. in the left-hand yeah, corner. Yeah, I do remember that. And the Storm go on to win. They get pumped the next week uh, in the GF. But that's all good. But uh, No, I do actually remember that. Yeah, yeah. So... Get knocked out of the finals. I, I did my ankle, <laughs> and then uh, wasn't selected then for the World Cup team at the end of the year because I was out injured. And started a hoodoo oh. at Suncorp Stadium. What a, what a yeah, awful. so uh, that's all on me. Jeez, <laughs> I think we've figured something out. This podcast today, the hoodoos are on me. Oh, jeez, oh, I need to. I need to go and find a witch doctor or somewhere. <laughs> get this madness get off. It's like I've you. killed a black cat <laughs> under a ladder with a broken mirror. You know, there is one way to uh, to stop a streak mm-hmm. is to streak. Oh. You need one to 17 uh, that are named in the team this week <laughs> to go to Suncorp and do a nudie run from one end to the other. <laughs> right. That's the only way to break well, before it. Before kick-off or like in no, the no, we can do it night? We can do it tonight if we want. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, mate. Uh, we really do appreciate uh, having you on. This is your third time third on. Third time, yeah. yeah. Uh, you are one of our uh, more popular guests, uh, and also you are one of our nicer guests because <laughs> you actually say yes when we ask for players. So we do appreciate nice that. I um, wish you all the best this week uh, against the Melbourne Storm. Thank you. Uh, and uh, just like you said before, just keep on winning. Makes it easy, doesn't it? That's it. Simple. Simple game, mate. Eh? Yeah. Win, everyone's happy. <laughs> Great catching up with Corey Jensen again. Um, I think he's been playing some brilliant footy this year, so uh, I've really enjoyed watching him uh, out there on the field for the Brisbane Broncos. Hopefully, we can break that hoodoo yeah, at Suncorp. Yeah, against Storm at Suncorp Stadium. Oh. Back-to-back home games as well. So remember, not only can you... Uh, well, you can't get tickets to Storm game. That is no, sold out, it is sold out. But uh, Broncos, Eels, still some tickets available. But like we said, the standalone NRLW Round 2 will be at Suncorp Stadium the first time ever. Be a part of history. Yeah. Um, book those cheap tickets ahead. And, of course, if you are, like the message we've continued throughout that chat with Corey, 13, 11, 14 is the number for Lifeline. I've called it in the past, Sam, so... I know just how well the people there are when you give them a call if you need to have a chat. So make sure if there's one thing you've got to take from this past week is you need to you know reach out if you're struggling. So this weekend, 
Bronco Storm. Yes, break the hoodoo. Hopefully we're back next week. I can't week, believe I started the hoodoo. I know, right? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Come on, boys. Help me out. Break the hoodoo. Yeah.